0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the All Things Basketball podcast. It's your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and I'm back with the over-unders for the West, which I had to do on my own due to some scheduling conflicts because I was recently summoned for jury duty, which thankfully I wasn't selected because long story short, uh, my real-life job outside of this podcast, it caused a potential conflict of interest with the case itself. And so here I am, right? Free of possibly one of the most annoying and inconvenient experiences that I've probably ever had to deal with uh, in terms of like, I guess, just civic duties. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to how else to really explain it. But, you know, the way it works in what I had to experience was obviously I would have had to drive an hour and a half through traffic right, to get to this place, which then you would have to take a I believe it's like a 20-minute train ride, right, to the court. And then not only do I have to do all that, they don't even provide, like, food service. Like a free cafeteria, like, complimentary thing. So they force all the people to also have to pay for their own food. And there wasn't really a lot nearby. So it was either, like, pizza or, or bagels, at least where I was at. And so I would have had to be eating something like that for like two weeks, taking a train, driving an hour and a half, uh, and then obviously an hour and a half back home, not to mention also the train to get to the car to go back home. So whatever. The point is, I am so happy I didn't have to do that. I wasn't selected. And so here I am with the over-unders for the West. And without wasting any more time, there will be a pod also out uh, shortly after this one on my thoughts on the Scoot Henderson versus uh, Victor Wemben-Yama game. Um, And so, yeah, let's get right into it. So starting off... Obviously, the over/unders for the Western Conference. I start here using the Vegas betting odds, right? For over/unders, and I see the Suns starting at fifty-two and a half, right? Last season, sixty-four and eighteen. This one, I if 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 it wasn't for Media Day, I probably would have a different opinion. But after Media Day, just Hearing that Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton haven't talked since that last game in the playoffs. And, you know, the Robert Sarver thing, that, you know, obviously he's selling the team. Uh Jay Crowder wanting out. There's just a lot of, a lot of just bad vibes coming out of there, right? And they're already chopping off more than 10 games, right? Because last season, like I said, 64 and 18. So, yeah, it's a big drop off, so clearly, Vegas is also thinking, <laughs> yeah, this team is gonna be slightly worse from a winning perspective on the over under bets, right so fifty two and a half with all that turmoil, and then was that what I was saying when I was doing the the team breakdowns uh for each conference, and I got to the Suns, and I said that they were probably going to win less games this season because. They have to preserve Chris Paul better so that he is healthy for the playoffs, right? To just to just have him during the time that actually matters. So I guess they're kind of seeing it the same way, along with the tension and everything. So the question is, can they win 53 games, right? To win this over-under bet. And 52 and a half is it's it's a tough bet because obviously we're we're basically assuming that they're going to win 12 less games right, than last season off the bat. I would pr- I'm going to go under on the Suns just because of everything on there. I think I'm pretty comfortable thinking, and remember, even if I pick the under, it doesn't mean that the, it's going to be 48 or something crazy like that. I mean, they could easily win 52, right? It could be 51. You know, I wouldn't be able to tell you the exact number, but I'm pretty comfortable going 52 and a half. Um, So I want to move on to the next team. The Clippers, 52 and a half, same prediction with the Suns. They won 42 games. So basically, you have to bank on them winning, uh, obviously, 11 more games, right, uh, to get this bet right. And they're deeper than ever. You're getting a healthy Kawhi back, hopefully, right? Uh, John Wall, you know, they're going to have a potential, you know, star point guard. Right, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that we're gonna get All Star John Wall, but we're gonna hopefully get a healthy John Wall, less responsibility, third best guy on that. Uh, in that, if he's gonna start, he'll be the third best guy on that starting lineup. He's gonna have a lot of weapons. You heard me break down this team, and so do I think they can win 53. Yes, so I'm gonna go over on the Clippers. Uh, I think that's a pretty pretty safe bet because they're so deep that they can win a lot of games even if let's say Kawhi goes out right for a couple games uh, or Paul George goes out for a couple games this is a well-oiled machine it's well coached it's really deep Um, it's energized you know they're happy to be back obviously it was not the season they hoped from last season you know what happened and so yeah that's why I'm comfortable going over and so we can go on to the next team here, the Warriors, 51 and a half, right? I'm looking at the Warriors roster and I'm thinking to myself, <sighs> you know, I was talking to my cousin, he was watching a preseason game for the Warriors and he was telling me, you know, not sure how I feel about the bench. I will say this, they might not be big names, but I still think that they're relatively deep. You know, Andrew Wiggins, uh, I don't know if Lester Quinones is going to stay on the roster, or if they're gonna, you know, move him to the G League, uh, but that's a guy that I broke down. I talked about him when I was breaking down these teams. You know, James Wiseman comeback season, hopefully healthy. You know, um, let's see what else do we have here. Um, you know, Andre Gudala You know, not not like a a huge huge impact. Because, obviously, he's a lot older. I mean, he's 38 years old. I'm looking here on NBA.com. So, you know, but Patrick Baldwin Jr., you know, some youth. I don't know how often he'll play, you know, but obviously they still have Kevin uh, Kevon Looney, Moses Moody, you know, year two. Uh, Jordan Poole, he's going to be wanting to get paid. You know, Dante DiVincenzo is, is respectable. He's going to make a comeback. You know, he's been a little hurt throughout the time. Uh they've got Jonathan Kaminga, obviously. We know about him. Um, you know, so I'm I'm still thinking they're deep. Now they won that they're gonna this bet is basically, you know, they were 53 and 29 last season. I think that this is a team that could coast, you know, lose some interest during the regular season. Obviously, last season that wasn't really the case. They won 53 games. Um, and it's 51 and a half right now. So can they win fifty-two? Right? That would that's that's what the overbet would be. Can they win fifty-two? And honestly, I'm gonna go with the coasting to go into effect this season. I think that last season they were out to prove a lot of people wrong. And yes, they they do tend to play with that chip on their shoulder, but I think that taking their foot off the gas after winning a chip is a little more realistic than to think they're gonna come back and and win 52 games, you know, basically again. And so I'm gonna take the under, but it's gonna be a slight under. You know, I think this team can easily win 50 games because of the combination of youth and experience that they have and guys playing for their contracts, right? So that's, that's a big one too. So they could have some life as well. So I'm gonna take the under, I'm gonna say probably 51 is the right bet for them, like 51 games, maybe even 50. Uh, the Denver Nuggets here. This one was super strange to me. Uh, forty nine and a half, right, is the number here. They won forty eight games yes uh, last. I was gonna say yesterday. Uh, last season, forty eight and thirty four was their record last season, and that was a Nikola Jokic carry show. Right now, they have obviously Contavious Caldwell Pope. Um, you know, they got, basically they have everyone back right, along with a couple new pieces. So I'm going to go ahead and say that this is probably one of the safest overs that I'm going to have to bet in this Western Conference uh, because they're saying, can they win two more games than last season? So assuming Jamal Murray is going to be playing and Michael Porter Jr. is going to be playing, the depth has improved, you know, uh, Nikola Jokic coming off of a back-to-back MVP season. I mean, it's. I think it's a safe over for me. I think this is a team that's going to win probably like 52 games. You know, maybe even more. You know, I, I'm not too good at predicting how many wins exactly. But I think I can safely... I, I'm really confident with an over. Okay, so like I said, more than 49.5 for sure. So I'm taking the over on the Nuggets. And I want to move on next to the Memphis Grizzlies. 48.5. This is a, a decent drop-off from last season. And, uh, last season they were 56 and 26. Now, if you heard the po- a couple of pods before I did break down the Grizzlies and I did talk to Gus on a prior pod, uh, when we were kind of predicting, uh, you know, where they would fall and Gus is higher on them than I am, because I think that coming back from a deep run, especially when people didn't really, you know, expect a big push from such a young team. Uh, usually they take their foot off the gas a little bit. There's a big scouting report on them because there's there's just a target on their back now. And, you know, uh, basically thinking that teams are going to roll over when they play against them because they have more confidence, right? Now, that could work both ways. It could, it could make them better, right? But it could also hurt them too, you know, playing with extra swag and thinking that it's going to be an easy season and thinking they can replicate it easy, right? Um, and so, you know, I... This is why, you know, also, I'm kind of, I don't know, you know, I'm a little, I'm not so high on them in terms of, uh, you know, how how much better they're going to be than last season. Obviously, they lose Jaron Jackson Jr. to an injury, and that's going to take some time because it's a foot injury, you know, and they don't want to play with that. You know, they want to make sure he's available for when, when it's going to matter most, you know, bring him back slowly, not rush him. And that's a big part of their defense. You know, it's a big part of their identity, too. The team does well, you know, because they're deep. So when they lose guys, guys step up and they play well. But, you know, now without Jaron Jackson Jr., we know how crazy John Morant likes to play. You know, with the dunk attempts he does, he's he's very, you know, he he he's very risky, you know, with the plays he tries to make. And so if he gets injured, right... You know, you can you can argue, you know, yeah, well, they won a lot of games without John Morant. Well, it's gonna be without John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. if Ja goes down, right? So that's you know, that's that could hurt them, you know, a lot, and that's why I'm I, I'm not so high on them uh, in terms of where they're gonna be placed in seating. However, forty eight and a half is still relatively low, in my opinion, and I think they're gonna they they could touch forty nine. I think I'm safe and I'm going to bet the over on the Memphis Grizzlies just because of all that. You know, this is a team that plays hard. They're well coached. They're very deep. And they're going to play with, you know, a chip on their shoulder. These guys are very serious about basketball, you know, and and they're really really together. You know, the chemistry is really good. And so I think that that's something that is valuable, you know, especially when you're trying to bet over-unders. And I'm going to go ahead and take the over. So, yeah. Pretty good bet for me. I don't feel too bad about that. Uh, The Mavericks, 48-and-a-half is the over-under bet here. And last season, they were 52-and-30. Now, they knocked some games off uh, because I guess they think that Jalen Brunson... Losing Jalen Brunson is a big hit to them. Uh, But I can actually argue that it could potentially allow for other guys to kind of have some more pep in their step because they get more responsibility, right? And, you know, maybe I'm downplaying the Jalen Brunson thing, but, you know, obviously 48 and a half is pretty low in terms of wins for them. And, you know, Luka probably gunning for an MVP season like he, like he's done recently. You know, you get Christian Wood on a contract year, obviously it's, you know, JaVale McGee, you know, they're getting some length, they're getting some interior defense. So I don't no, oh, you know, I think that this is a team that can definitely crack forty-nine to fifty wins, and I think I can take the over on it. So I'm taking the over. Uh, I recommend you guys take the over on a team like this. You know, a team that does well in the regular season. You know, so I think forty-eight and a half is low for them, and I think they can easily touch forty-nine to fifty. So yeah, I'm taking the over on the Mavs, and I'm gonna move on to the next team. Minnesota Timberwolves, forty-eight and a half. Right. Last season, they were 46 and 36. So, you know, they're giving them two more wins here from last season. And, you know, I'm going to say this. The Nuggets are going to be better. The Warriors are going to be the Warriors. Right. They're going to be good. The Clippers are going to be better than last season. The Suns are going to be the Suns, I think. Even with all that chaos, I think there's still a solid roster that can win a lot of games. So that's already. So Suns, Clippers, Warriors, Nuggets. I'll even take the Grizzlies and the Mavs ahead of those Timberwolves. So one, two, three, four, five, six. So that's six teams that I already see ahead of them. So I know they add Rudy Gobert. You know, it's they're energized. You know, they're out here talking about playing with a chip on their shoulder and wanting to prove things. And, you know, Kat talking a lot of trash, you know, talking about that. He's one of the most talented people the NBA has ever seen. You know, so he's probably going to play with a chip on his shoulder. Ah, I'm going to take the under on this team. Just because, not because I'm super down on them. Partly, I I even said their regular season could probably be better than last season. But that was before, obviously, all these crazy moves and improvements on the rosters and, you know, jump out performances from last season too. So, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say this is a team that's probably going to win 48 to 47 games, you know. And which obviously is less than 48 and a half. So I'm taking the under on the Timberwolves. And I think I'm, it's a safe bet because I think that those other teams on the West are just much better than them. And they're probably going to be much better than them in the regular season. So up next is the Lakers. 45 and a half. 33 and 49 last season. Obviously, awful season. Trash season. I have refused to do a lot of Laker talk. Right. Like, yes, I have talked a little bit about the Lakers, you know, the coaching situation, the Westbrook situation, Patrick Beverly. But this hasn't been a major Laker uh, content podcast either. Right. And so I'm looking at 45 and a half. It's a pretty big jump from last season. But you're assuming that Anthony Davis is coming back on a revenge season. He's actually going to play games. Westbrook's going to be better than last year or maybe Westbrook ends up getting traded. Uh, along with those picks that they're refusing to give up. Now, I want to go into a mini segment about these picks. I was talking to my cousin as well about this pick situation. You know, I have talked to a couple other people as well, and everyone I talk to is saying, these Lakers, you know, Rob Pelinka is being ridiculous. He needs to get rid of those picks. Guys, a GM's job is, also, is not only to win now, but also to protect the future, right? You have to... You have to have a good balance of both, right? And we're talking about trading picks that are so down the line that the Lakers could be so bad, right? These picks could be very valuable. So when people tell me, oh, they need to get rid of these picks and just get Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, those are guys that are going to be on expiring contracts, and the Lakers are going to have to figure out that money as well later. Right. And even OK, let's say the Lakers get Buddy Healed and Miles Turner. Right. They trade away Russ and they get these guys and they trade the picks. Does that guarantee the Lakers? How many more wins does that guarantee the Lakers? You know, yes, Buddy Heald will spread the floor. Uh, Miles Turner will help defensively and play center where AD doesn't want to play center. But is that going to is that going to guarantee a championship with how deep the West is, with how deep the East is? I don't think that that's guaranteed chip. And so if you trade away valuable picks, right, just to pursue something right now and then suck for like the next who knows how long and not have picks for a long time, I am a little more conservative about trading those picks. That's just me, you know. And a lot of people are going to disagree with me because they're going to say, well, Vic, the Lakers are a win now franchise. And yes, I understand that. I understand that. But win now means championship or bust, which, yes, the Lakers are a championship or bust franchise. They're always trying to, you know, fight for the chip. And so I understand. But Rob Pelinka giving away these picks completely obliterates the future, right? And that means that we would need to bank on the next two years, right? So if and, and what if we don't end? What if the Lakers don't end up winning anything? In those next two years, and now we're out of picks. We have an old roster. The Lakers won't have LeBron anymore. Probably won't have Anthony Davis anymore. It could be a mess, you know. So, so that's where I try to make people understand. It's not that easy, you know. You guys just look at it as, oh yeah, they'll get Buddy Hield and Miles Turner. The team is deep, and they and they look better, and they can make a better run. Well, are would they still be better than the Warriors? Would they still be better than the Clippers? would they, you know, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's a tough decision to make, you know, yes, they would be much better, the pieces would fit better, there would be more spacing, but let's not act like Buddy Healed hasn't fallen off as a shooter either, you know, he's not a guy that, that, that's like, yes, he has been an elite shooter, but he's fallen off as a shooter too, so, you know, we got to take those things into account, so, in any case, Do I think the Lakers can win 46 games, which is the bet, right? Because it's 45 and a half. So do I think they're going to win 46? I'm going to bet the over because of the revenge vibes that I'm getting from all these players. So yes, I'm going to bet the over on the Lakers. Am I comfortable about it? No, because I don't know how bad this team could be. I don't know what's going to happen. But I also have to think about if the Russ situation doesn't improve, if the Lakers look bad. They'll probably just panic, trade the picks, get good things or whatever it is that they can get, and then probably you know fit better on the court and then win a little more games. So that's why I'm betting the over on the Lakers, but I'm not comfortable about it. And so I'm moving on to the next team, New Orleans Pelicans, 44 and a half, 36 and 46 last season. No Zion Williamson last season. Uh, late CJ McCollum trade. They get to the playoffs. They compete against the Suns and they're going to be deeper now. Zion's back. You know, you got defense, Herb Jones, um, just making a case for all defense team, right? You have obviously Brandon Ingram, you know, maybe he takes a leap. Maybe he stays the same, but even if he stays the same, the team, that's still a really good player. CJ McCollum with more chemistry, a full season under his belt with this team, you know, Zion looking like Zion, It's, you know, well-coached team. The guys love each other. It's, you know, Jose Alvarado doing Jose Alvarado things, (laughs) you know, hiding and and getting steals in the backcourt and all this crazy stuff. This is a team that can win more than 44 and a half games. So I'm going to take the over. I don't know how many more than 44 they can win, but I'm comfortable betting the over just because this is a team that they just have good vibes. They play hard. They have the defense. They have the energy. They have the life. You know, I like where this team is headed, so I'm taking the over on them. And here we are, Trailblazers. This is where it starts to get sticky, right? 39 and a half, (laughs) 27 and 55 last season. A team that, you know, just became a tank team, right? Uh, They draft Shade and Sharp and all that good stuff. It became the Anthony Simons sideshow, obviously, because Damian Lillard was out. Do I think they can win 40 games? They added a lot of defense. Chauncey Billups, defensive-minded coach. We're looking at Jeremy Grant. You know, I've broken down the roster when I did the uh, Teams to Watch pod, right? Uh, You know, Josh Hart, you know, Yusuf Nurkic. Like I said, Jeremy Grant, uh, Gary Payton II. You get another season with Anthony Simons, you know, more responsibility. Dame, hopefully healthy. You know, Shaden Sharp, who knows what happens? Do they send him to the G League or is he actually going to play on this roster? It's... It's a team that Chauncey Billups has said on a pod. He was on all the smoke and he was talking about this is a team. This is the team he wanted. Last season, he said he was basically jumping on a team to coach that didn't really have the type of players that he was uh, not too fond of because of the defense, right? He likes two-way players and he's got a few here on this team. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to take the under. I don't think these guys can crack 40 wins, the West is much better. A lot of teams playing with a chip on their shoulder. Like I said, teams got better. The Trailblazers obviously are better on paper. I don't I. I don't know. I like the, the theory of Chauncey Billups trying to make this a team that shares the ball and not have it be such a, a Damian Lillard-focused offense and more of a two-way team, like trying to get players to defend. It's all nice, you know, it all sounds good, but I just don't see it happening. And this team could very well win 39 games, right? And you would still win if you bet the under. So I'm going to take the under, you know, and it probably won't be my much, but I'm definitely not going to bet the over. So taking the under on the Blazers and let's move on to the next team. Sacramento Kings, 33 and a half, 30 and 52 last season. This, man, this is a tough one. I'm going to say this. The Kings, <laughs> not exactly a team that you want to bet on a lot, but this is a team that the pieces are starting to make sense, right? Keegan Murray, gunning for Rookie of the Year. You know, this is a guy that's going to fit really well, but this is what I tell people that that say he's a lock for Rookie of the Year. He's on a relatively deep team, right? In terms of, like, young names, right? De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, Kevin Herter, Damana Sabonis, Davion Mitchell, Rashawn Holmes, you know, Harrison Barnes. It's, It's a lot of names, you know, of guys that have a big responsibility on this team. Guys that really get a lot of minutes and guys that need the ball in their hands or maybe guys that are just involved in some way offensively, right? Keegan Murray is not a guy that dominates the ball. As I've broken him down many times in Summer League, he plays his game, it's very quiet. It's correct, right? It's very Spursy, right? Like San Antonio Spursy, in 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 the sense of like I'm gonna fit within this offense. I'm gonna give you. I can get you 15 points with very low attempts, right? Like this is a guy very efficient, very skilled, isn't gonna play outside of himself. But that could hurt you in terms of Rookie of the Year because when you're betting on Rookie of the Year, guys. You need guys that are going to demand the ball, guys that are going to get a lot of responsibility. And I feel like his responsibility is going to be pretty limited, especially uh, on this type of roster, right? So he's going to be good, but I don't think Rookie of the Year is realistic because of all the things I said. There's just some other guys, other rookies that are going to have way more responsibility than Keegan Murray. And they're going to stand out more, even if I would argue Keegan Murray is better than some of those guys. Uh, but nonetheless, so 33 and a half. Can they win 34 games? So basically, can they win four more games than last season? Obviously, Mike Brown is the coach. You know, they're going to be a little more defensive-minded. They have a little more defense, you know. Obviously, you know, I see Matthew De La on this roster. I'm looking at, you know, Keegan Murray. He's not a slouch defensively. Uh, Davion Mitchell, obviously, we know he's a defender. Rashawn Holmes plays tough. So... You know, uh, it's it could be a team that, that defends better, you know? De'Aaron Fox, you know, not a slouch on defense either. So, you know, this could be a team that fits nicely with, with Mike Brown's coaching style. I'm going to take the over. I think I'm safe betting that they can win 34 games at least, right? So I'm taking the over on the Kings, and I'm going to move on to the next team. <laughs> the Utah Jazz, right? 24 and a half. 49 and 33 last season, obviously. Um... <laughs> It's a big drop because obviously they just completely blew the team up. Uh, This is a team that's going to be tanking for Victor Wembenyama or Scoot Henderson or whoever else is going to be on that board for them when the time comes to pick. Um, They're definitely going to be tanking. Danny Ainge is not going to let these guys win a lot of games. And I think even if he tried to let them win games, (laughs) they're just not going to be able to win a lot of games. I'm going to take the under because of... Just the potential in the draft is too good to pass up on here. And the Jazz look like a bad team, (laughs) just awful team. I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Yes, 24 and a half is really low, but it's a Danny Ainge team with a lot of draft picks with a lot of desire to, to, you know, build for the future. So that's just red flag, red flag, red flag under for sure on the Jazz, right? Nothing else to talk about that move on to the next team OKC 23 and a half right 24 and 58 last season they lose Chet Holmgren for the rest of the year which you know that crushed me obviously being a Chet Holmgren guy I broke him down a ton I talked about how excited I was about him I defend him everywhere I can and he's out for the year and it just adds more reasons for the team to tank right you know Victor Wembanyama is around the corner scoot Henderson around the corner. And the only reason I'm naming those two guys is because those are really the headline guys that these teams care about right now, right? It's not like it's not like they're they're gunning for for something else that we know of, right? Everyone, all the scouts or 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 GMs, everyone talks about those two guys for the most part. Obviously, when the college season, is in play and, you know, March Madness and guys start to build up their value. Maybe guys from the G League build up their value. That's when the boards start to change a little bit. But let's be honest, Victor Wembenyama is a guy that we haven't seen before. And imagine him next to Chet Holmgren and Poku and, and Josh Giddy. You know, just a, a nice lanky team that can play a lot of different ways. And so that's my reason for taking the under. Right? I just think that this is a team, you know, Shea Gilgis Alexander, there's a lot of rumors that he could be moved, you know, just due to timeline and, you know, maybe he he's tired of being on on these teams that aren't winning, you know, and they could move him for, you know, draft uh, compensation, right? Like picks and, and maybe some young players, who knows, but this team smells like a tanker, even though I would have said they probably would have wanted to win a little more if they had Chet on this roster. But nonetheless, I'm taking the under. I think they'll win less than 23 and a half. Moving on to the Rockets. 23 and a half, same as the Thunder. They were 20 and 62 last season. I, you don't have to, I mean, this is one of my favorite lottery teams. Houston Rockets, you know, Tari Eason, just absolute stud in summer league. Really good player in college. A guy that just like, I mean, you you have to watch him play. The dude rebounds well. He's, he can score for himself. He makes good passes. He can defend. He does everything, and he's going to be able to do everything for these guys. You know, obviously, Jabari Smith, Ty Ty Washington. You get Josh Christopher, one of my favorite guys on that roster. You know, uh, just a guy, you know, second year, exciting. He said he's focusing more to be a more of a defender, but also still, you know, Focused on scoring as well. Kevin Porter Jr., what happens with him? Obviously, Jalen Green. It's an exciting team. And I think these guys want to win games, even though the GMs might the GM might not want them to win a lot of games. But I think this team can win more than 23 and a half. So I'm taking the over on the Rockets purely because I feel like the Rockets have a better roster than the Thunder and the Jazz. Right. So I can I can pretty comfortably say that they're going to win more games than those guys. It might not be my much. But I'll take the over on the Rockets. So can they touch 24 wins? I think so. And now we're moving on to the last team. (laughs) And it's no surprise, right? The last team, the Spurs, 22 and a half, 34 and 48 last season. Do I really have to tell you what my bet is? Obviously, I do because, you know, you, you can't look at me. So the under, no doubt about it. They're tanking. Uh, Even Popovich had a quote. He said, don't go to Vegas and bet on us. I mean, that's all you really have to hear. It's going to be just, you know, I told you guys I did. I was going to do jury duty, right? I wasn't selected. And I told you how annoying that experience was, even if it's just one day, which was like the selection day. I would have rather done that for two weeks or three weeks than watch every game of these Spurs. I mean, that—that's how, that's how low I am on this team, right? Just not a lot to see on this team, right? If you're a Josh Primo fan, fine. If you love Blake Wesley, which, by the way, one of my favorite guys coming into this draft after doing a little more research on him, uh, the guy out of Notre Dame, I've been doing a video on him. It's been super delayed. I just have a lot of conflicts. Uh, I have a wedding that I'm going to attend. Uh, for one of my best friends this weekend. So, you know, just a lot of scheduling things. It's just it's just been a little hectic for me. So, a lot of things have gotten delayed. And I am definitely more focused on this podcast than the video portion for YouTube, right? So, like I said, I'm taking the under on the Spurs. These guys are tanking. I don't want this pod to run much longer. Um, you know, the next episode is going to come uh, pretty shortly. It's going to be after the second game of the G League Ignite versus Metropolitans 92, which is obviously you can quote it just as the Scoot Henderson versus Victor Wembenyama game, right? Because they're going to play a second time. And once that second game is up, I will put out a pod as soon as I can. I will try my best to get one out uh, for the weekend. But like I said, there's going to be a wedding, so it might be a little delayed. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always. This is the All Things Basketball Podcast. and I'll catch you guys on the next one.